This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Our time is eight minutes after one o'clock. Welcome to the second hour of the Power Zone right here on Power 98.7. Looking forward to just hosting Modiba Peta, who joins us at this hour to just go into sports. You know very well that uh, there's been a lot happening in uh, this particular space. So when I was uh, speaking to Modiba uh, last week, we were also just uh, hoping and inching and wishing that uh, we'll tend to see uh, another round, a repeat of uh, the Web Ellis uh, Rugby World Cup uh, coming back to South Africa but this time around uh, just in the form of our cricket uh, world champions uh, that will be the Proteus uh, that we're hoping that they'll come home uh, with uh, that trophy but that uh, was not to be and we'll go into that uh, with Modiba as we also go into the games of soccer you know football we'll go into uh, cricket and the likes netball uh, so there's a lot uh, to talk about uh, this morning but we are on 0861-987-000 and looking forward to of course hearing from you uh, where at this particular field feature that we bring for you every Friday is concerned. Mudiba Tobela Monalega. It's a very good morning to Katleho, the team behind the scenes as well as the listeners, and thanks for having me on this wonderful Friday morning. Looking forward to dissect and wrap up what transpired last weekend, midweek, and look ahead to what will be happening going into this upcoming weekend. Yeah, no, thank you very much, Modiba, for coming through uh, this morning. And uh, I was so excited when you you're saying to me that, uh, listen, this morning we're going to have a, a conversation that flows uh, because there's no load shedding that is happening, uh, you know, between uh, this time and this time. And uh, saying, ah, that's great because uh, last week, remember, we it was just a little bit shaky uh, with the load shedding that is playing out, that being our reality. So is that the case? You're not load shedded as we speak. Uh, up, 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 up to so far, no, not yet. <laughs> you just never know, right? Like, <laughs> sometimes they'll extend hours, sometimes they'll just surprise you. <laughs> sometimes it's, it's load reduction, sometimes it's a transformer, a, a bomb laying somewhere. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we, are, we are really going through the most. But it's so lovely to have you on uh, this morning, Budiba, like we always do uh, every Friday. I want us to start uh, with the games of cricket, uh, a look at uh, that World Cup. Uh, that saw us uh, really a, a little bit disappointed uh, and uh, there were also concerns around uh, people not really railing and going out in their numbers to uh, welcome the guys back. Uh, Oatambo was a bit empty here uh, compared to how then we welcomed uh, the Rugby World Cup champions. Our oh, guys, Mara, are we so losers? <laughs> why, why, why really so, Mara, as, as a nation? <laughs> it, was so, it was a sad case. Like super, super, super sad. Even Not even the staff of, uh, you know, retail uh, shops or, uh, you know, what is happening there at Oartambo came out uh, to, to welcome the guys. So it was it was such a, a sad and a sore uh, picture uh, to experience here. But let's go into the Rugby World Cup. We see ourselves really crumbling towards uh, the end there and not being able to push through to the finals. Indeed, as we lost against Australia and they were very, it was just a surprise. I think they also were settling the score as we spoke last week and they, they were going ahead to, to the final that coming Sunday. So, very surprising. I think uh, India messed up my prediction. I remember you even mm. said to me, we'll, we'll come back to your prediction when you come in this, uh, today. So, but surprisingly, uh, they, were, they choked on the last day. But what a successful tournament it was. Well, it was a well organized World Cup. Uh, I think everybody, every fans, as we said it in 
mean in rugby that uh, some of the fans uh, were not following cricket so much, but uh, as soon as the World Cup progressed because of South Africa, were also doing well because before they choked as usual in the semi-finals. So they were so happy. So, but uh, Australia on the day they just used out the A tempo there, showing to India that uh, we are not five times champions by fluke. And in that game, uh, we mm-hmm. saw players that play the Travis Head there, grabbing 137 runs from 120 balls. What a remarkable performance there! So as uh, the scored 241 runs uh, per four weekends there after 43 overs and India having batted first uh, with 240 runs after 50 overs. But the funny part in this one is that what I've seen in this wonderful World Cup is that a team that wins the toss, uh, they always go on to bat first. But this time Australia swapped some bits, some bit of things here whereby they won the toss but they bowled first. So which uh, at some point maybe India felt that uh, they were going to win like usual because as we know that they came into this wonderful final having won all 10 of their matches. So although players like KL Rahul tried their best from 66 runs uh, from 107 balls, but it wasn't enough as Australia were piling on the pressure mm. uh, when the time of betting for them came in. And in that regard, they managed to win that game by six wickets. And uh, uh, Travis said, for me, he was just a player of the moment on the yeah. day. So it's a very well done to Australia on the day. And they are the six times champions that just threw into to India that uh, we can beat you any time. And it was, it was a sweet revenge if one may put it, I remember they defeated Australia during the round robin. So Australia, mm. just like they did with the Proteas as they, where we defeated them heavily in the round robin. But when they came back in the knockout stages, they brought in their cup pedigree experience, mm. which worked in their favor. So it was just fantastic on the day. So with that, it's yeah. very well done to them. Yeah. Six wickets, man. Just six wickets. I'm sure India is like, oh, what the hell? I Really, what yeah. could we have done here? There were 42 balls also. Uh, left where uh, this particular game is concerned but we see them uh, really coming out strong as Australia here changing tech and uh, surprising a lot uh, like me and you uh, also uh, looking at the fact that India has played uh, the tournament's best cricket uh, we are told uh, for nearly six weeks here every day delivering uh, without fail uh, but really it was not uh, some sort of a, a win for them when uh, it really uh, reached the finals there uh, we see Australia come out uh, victorious what, what would you say uh, would be the lessons that all of these teams and all of these nations and us as South Africa as well need to learn from uh, these two particular teams that uh, fi- found themselves uh, in the finals. What is it that uh, maybe probably uh, towards the end there uh, did not work in our favor uh, when you look at us not getting the best and not coming out victorious and uh, proceeding and pushing through to the finals? What, what are those lessons, uh, you know, valuable lessons that uh, we need to pick up or each and every t- team here and is to pick up uh, going into uh, you know next year and and also as they just go back into their ranks to try by all means to assess so they can better position themselves with South Africa, they need to go and reshuffle. As you know, remember Quinton de Kock, they announced his retirement. So mm-hmm. at some point, we felt that the, must, uh, the management must just sit down with him and reconsider. But uh, up to so far, it doesn't uh, 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 transpire. And also, they also give him a farewell party there. So for him to, to go well there, but it was so disappointing with us. So I just don't know what we really did wrong because we're just having the material, the players, the cream of the team to, to, to progress and go as far as the finals are concerned, mm. uh, that on the day the, the finals are just denying us. It's on the fifth time this time around. So with uh, India, I don't know what went wrong on the day. I think the occasion was too big, as the Ahmedabad was just petrol capacity, and the, the, 
Australia brought dejection and disappointment in the Indian sense. It was just silence on the day. But going forward, they must just need to reshuffle one or two things. And speaking of that, Katleho, uh, uh, currently there's a five T20 uh, series that is taking place between the very two sides, uh, Australia up against India. Mm. And this time around, uh, there's one match that took place yesterday there where India, the very same India hosted uh, Australia and they managed to win that game by two wickets where they scored mm. 209 per eight wickets after 19 overs and Australia they scored 208 runs per three wickets after 20 overs. So it was so good to see players like Josh English having grabbed 110 runs and uh, with the Surya Kumar Yadav they tried his best from 80 runs there from 42 balls. He did well as well but uh, as you know it's a five series encounter there. So currently Australia are taking that one nil lead uh, that took place at Thiruvan Sapiram there, the name of the venue there with a long name there, uh, to the next uh, test that taking place this coming Sunday at the Visa Kapatnam there. So let's see if they will level the score are Australians or India will want to stretch the lead. But this time around, the Kataro and the listeners where they've changed some few changes there with the India. They're just coming with three players that participated in the World Cup there. And the other Australia side there, uh, only uh, two players survived, uh, which in fact, uh, it's more than seven players, two, four, six, seven players that survived from the, the, the World Cup. So let's see if they will be able to do well because they showed that they, they are not just the champions by fluke. Even they also won T20 before in 2021. They were also a World Test champions uh, and now currently the ODI World Champions. So they, they really are showing that they are champions mm-hmm. uh, naturally are Australians. But let's wait and see how this will transpire. And when I come back, I'll also bring the feedback of this wonderful T20 series. Yeah, no, it was so funny uh, when I was doing prep here and I'm seeing a lot of headlines saying that India must move on after the ICC Cricket World Cup final, uh, the loss. Uh, so, so, so meaning that, uh, you know, it's back to reality and you need to rub those wounds here and pick up the pieces. Uh, and is that what we've seen them doing in this particular regard or uh, they're still psychologically messed up by that loss uh, that we saw happen in the World Cup? I think uh, they've just moved on because judging from the changes that they've made in their squad, mm. they really are refreshing it, reshuffling it. So let's see if they'll be able to do it. And by the way, we're also going to play in uh, India come the 26th of December, but we'll also alert the listeners before they, they, they end up the show in style there. Uh, also the year as well with the show. So, but then, yeah, I think for them to move on. So, but Australia for me, yo, what a team. So I never saw them going to win this World Cup. Remember, they also lost two matches where we also defeated them alongside India and they are rooted amongst the set from the bottom but surprisingly they are the champions that's the cruelty of sports as I've said it's like that sports, the game of sport will be cruel if India were not going to win this wonderful World Cup and it happened that way although I predicted them as winners but it wasn't to be as they, they, they choked where it matters most unexpectedly so but for them it's back to the drawing board so they must just uh, console themselves with this wonderful T20 series that is taking place but we'll let this as the week's progresses by. So, so uh, when you look at it, it's it's four years later. Uh, am I right? Where where the World yeah, Cup is yeah. concerned? Very true. Yeah, it's for every four years, just like in other sports like rugby, mm. football, exactly. 
Yeah, no, uh, we'll wait and see then how every one of these particular teams and nations uh, then tend to take the four years into their advantage here and prepare themselves better uh, looking at how then they too would want to be uh, the, the champions in this uh, particular uh, regard. So so when you look at uh, South Africa and the Proteus uh, here at home and everything else that uh, really would tend to happen in this uh, particular uh, regard, would you say that uh, really uh, us having to go out in our numbers to support them, uh, that would really have helped them uh, psychologically in terms of uh, these games. Uh, I mean, we we saw the likes of Mama Joy going to rugby and, and the likes, and there were a lot of people saying that there's something that this does, uh, you know, uh, to you or for one uh, when they're playing there. Even us welcoming them back home and the likes, that's something that t- tends to really tell them that we are together, stronger together and we are with them in, in, in these games. We really need to do better. Most evidently, we really need to do better. And speaking of Mama Jo, it reminded me of the conversation that he, she had with Robert Marawa where they were asking her if she, she would be able to go to India to go and mm-hmm. rally behind the, the Proteas. Mm-hmm. And she was just saying, no, uh, if I get a sponsor, I'll definitely go. Because <laughs> the question was based to her of the fact that who's sponsoring you to go and uh, attend those wonderful yeah. World Cup matches. And I remember we had a topic about the sports and, sport and culture there. So mm-hmm. I think the, the answer was just based on that. So, But she was also excited. But she couldn't make it. But I was still disappointed with the welcoming of the players when they came to the airport. It was just empty, unlike what we saw in the rugby and also in football when they welcome back. We'll talk about them as they show, they show progresses. But then it was so disappointed. So for that, it's back to the drawing board. And let's see. I think I got our done also was that the, the decision made by our coach Rob Walters the, when selecting Tembaba Voma, as you know, he travelled, boom, came back, he was asleep on stage, exposed by the media, and then performed poorly in terms of obtaining runs. So it was just the, a turmoil of it. But other than that, some of the players came to the party on the day. Yeah, no. <laughs> Speaking of, of Mama Joy, man, I mean, Mama Joy, uh, Mama Joy is one character, uh, and and uh, yeah, I mean that that debate went on and on, even on social media around uh, the sponsors here, who gets to sponsor, and how does one then become a super fan? And I think we we asked, I mean, we we discussed it at length uh, when yeah. we, when we saw them there at the World Cup as to how do we then how do we you position yourself to be a super. Fan? Yeah. And and we find her then uh, becoming attractive to sponsors, uh, those that uh, you know respect and love uh, the games uh, in terms of the sporting quotes uh, that we see her moving from one uh, to the other. One may call her an opportunist. Yes, it's from some of the friends. Whenever opportunity comes in a way, she's scraping them. So I can call her an opportunist, but it, 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 it comes from far with the sports. As you know, at, at first, she was a Pirates fan. Later on, mm. she divorced all other Pirates, went on to join Royal EM. Royal EM, yeah. didn't with regard to them and Pirates fans. At some point, remember, they denied her from entering the the <laughs> yeah, no, let, let, let's just wait and, and see uh, how then, uh, you know, uh, next year also uh, things pan out for yeah. uh, different of our sporting codes here. Uh, they didn't fare well. Uh, Royal AM in uh, the previous, uh, you know, a quarter in terms of the PSL, we didn't see them in the uh, top eight and uh, we'll tend to wait and see uh, if then they will 
uh, then to her proud Mama Joy uh, in this uh, particular regard. But we are glad because she found love, uh, you know, there as well as she was going up and down. So it means it's working in her favor uh, because she doesn't, she just doesn't get to all of these nations and and yeah. she mingles and she sells herself <laughs> and and then likes and she even managed to score some love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and no. she was just uh, sharing it with Robert Marawa while yeah. she was doing the interview that uh, a majority of men were just coming next to her to take pictures with her. So, and then she was telling those people, "No, my my husband is some sailor." So it was so funny that when I listened to her. <laughs> uh, what what a, what a character! But we we glad yeah, that uh, really uh, things then move for the better, especially if we put like Mama Joy, and may they multiply, and then we tend to see. Mm-hmm. Even young people that will make it the mandate uh, to ensure that they become ambassadors of South Africa uh, where the games are concerned. I want us to move Mudiba uh, from the games of cricket uh, and, and move into rugby. Uh, we know very well that there was the United Rugby Championship League or that particular championship league continues here and uh, let's reflect on that match uh, between Munster and the Stormers. Uh, really when you look at it, it was the repeat of last season's finale uh, in this particular regard. Most definitely, and the game took place at Tomont Park there. So mm. I think in Munster, they're just a hoodoo team. As we mm. also, it took me back to your question when you asked, what is a hoodoo? Uh, consistent mm-hmm. victories against the same opponent. And this time around, I remember last season, they also won 24-26 in, the, in that uh, round-robin league match against the very same Stormers there at the Munster. And also in that final where they won 19-14. So this time around, uh, it was just a, a game where uh, Stormers were looking for revenge there to settle the score. But it wasn't to be on the day, I think uh, they couldn't capitalize from their uh, dominance in the second half. Mm. And uh, you look at the Munster, Munster, they were just pressing them hard in their own area just to put more pressure on, on, on the Stormers. So, so players like even Ruos uh, did so well where he was the man of the match in that particular encounter. And uh, in, in that game, there was only one try that was scored by Edwin Dogbo uh, mm. there. So, yeah, and also conversion and a penalty by Jock Crowley there for, for the very same Munster. So with Stormers, they only had a penalty from Socha, Feinberg, Mkomezulu. So that's how they lost the game, 10-3. So it wasn't to be on the day. But uh, as they faced the, the chases, their first defeat. So it wasn't to be. So back to the drawing board with them mm. and their coach. And in terms of the other results that we saw, yeah. uh, we saw Edinburgh there winning 31-23 against the Blue Bulls. Blue Bulls are king, choking, very inconsistent there. Then the Ulster winning 24-17 against the Lions. And then the Zebra playing 22-all draw against the Cardiff. And then we saw on Saturday the Sharks losing 12-13 against the Connacht and then the Dragons winning 25 against the Ospreys and then Leinster uh, uh, winning 54-5 against the Scalas uh, uh, Glasgow also winning 26-12 against Benetton in terms of the log standings the Leinster once again are back, back at the top as we saw last season they were seated top of the log the entire season but they, they choked to, during the quarterfinals after the developed top 8 of these wonderful teams were, 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 were uh, tossed to play in this top quarterfinals but it doesn't to be as they are level on points as more, all of the teams have played five matches followed by Glasgow at number two with 20 points as well and then there's Ulster at number three with 18 points alongside Connacht at number four then Edinburgh uh, and followed by Munster at number six on both on 17 points and then Bulls at number seven at 17 points as well uh, uh, Benetton at number 8 at 14 points so Stormers are currently at number 9 doesn't look good they need to pull up their socks as well so they've already lost 3 matches in the 5 matches that they played and then you go down there there's Dragons at number 14 with 6 points 
uh, also escalated number 15 with six points and followed by his Sharks, who are yet to test a, vig- a, a victory there with all five losses. So there's still some work that needs to be done on two points. So, and in terms of the fixtures that are taking place today, Cardiff will host the Stomas, and then the Edinburgh will host the Benetton, and then tomorrow on Saturday, the Lions will host the Zebri, the, the Blue Bulls will host the Connacht, and then the Sharks will host the Dragons. And also a, a big match to look forward to is the Linster up against the Munster. So the Finnish champions will host the team that is uh, rooted first on the lock. Uh, when I come back, I'll bring the feedback of this match, Linster up against Munster. Yeah, rugby, United Rugby Champions is really kicking in and uh, let's wait and see going forward. And on Sunday, there's Ospreys up against the Scarlets. Yeah, it's a lovely weekend to look forward in terms of the rugby. I wanted to also, you know, comment on the weather conditions because we are seeing them really, you know, more or less being pivotal in how the games tend to fare in this regard. That game between Munster and the Stormers, we hear it was marred by rainy weather conditions. They played in wet and windy conditions and that tends to see a lot of errors coming out where the games are concerned, meaning that also, you know, when we go into, you know, the rest of the United Rugby Champions, you tend to see a lot of influence coming out of the wet weather conditions. How do we see then teams navigating against this particular aspect? Something that uh, really we hear is going to be with us for the longest of time uh, because of uh, the uh, climate change issues that we're experiencing as a country. Yeah, very, very true and very critical because mm. at some point the pitches are waterlogged. So you took me back to the game that I saw yeah. midweek there, but we're still going to talk about football. Bafana, 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 Bafana. Yeah, we'll talk about yes, that yes. because they too experienced the very same, uh, you know, challenge. And, and the way it was, yeah, it was a, a, a disbelief with, with that particular pitch. So with so, rugby, so it, yeah. so it's a key one as well. So I, I think uh, the, the, it has to do with the, okay, the technical uh, team, the, uh, especially from the referee side, where the match commissioner as well, with the decision if whether the pitch is waterlogged is unplayable, that's where they can decide to postpone the game. But if the pitch is playable, they will definitely allow the game to progress. Mm, yeah, no, let's just... Hope for the best, uh, you know, because it it really can can mess you up. It really can keep you out of form if you are a one person that is strategic and the likes. And I guess teams will also have to keep this in mind as a consideration uh, when they prepare and when they practice and the likes, uh, so that they become strategic as well uh, in terms of how they navigate uh, this particular issue. Because, like I say, climate change is here with us, and we're hearing uh, them saying it's going to be with us for the longest of time as we see uh, some of those issues play out and some of the role players are trying by all means to put measures in place to help mitigate here. But just a reminder to our listeners at home that we are still chatting to Modiba Peter, our sports commentator here on the show this morning at half past one. This is where we're going into the games this morning. Just having, you know, touched on rugby, we spoke about cricket and just looking at really a lot of developments coming out of the T20 uh, as well. Mudiba, I want us to move into uh, motorsports. I mean, uh, there was that Qatar Motor Grand Prix uh, that we saw uh, playing down and uh, it's really down to the wire when you look at it. Uh, Francisco Banaya and George Martin as well. Uh, we saw that battle for the title uh, just play out in that particular regard. Let us in on uh, really what is happening in the games of motorsports. 
very true. It's going down to the wire, but you look at George Martin for me, very disappointing. Vasco mm-hmm. Manaya, they are both dropping the foot of the dropping the foot of the pedal because if you can check, there was a new winner there who's driving the Cresini rider there, Fabio Di Gianna. Tonyo there who managed to win in this 22 laps Moto Katamoto GP there uh, arriving on the 2.734 seconds there so so followed by the very same uh, Fasco Scobanaya this time he finished second but uh, not enough with uh, Luca Marini there's a uh, uh, finishing set so on 4.408 seconds there so I think for me they are dropping the foot of the pedal but in terms of but the points there you realize that the uh, Francisco Banaya I think uh, with that uh, second spot uh, he managed to accommodate accumulate points there so as he seated on 437 points followed by George Martin on 416 points he finished 10th so I think he would have been disappointed with this outcome and then Marco Bezeki there on 326 and by the way Katero, uh, this week marks the end of the Moto GP, that is the uh, 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 motorsport there. So this is it's the last uh, race that, that is will be taking place this wonderful weekend, the Venetia Moto GP. So as we always said it before, that in this wonderful two sports, the Moto GP as a motor sport as well as the F1 motor racing, whenever you get to a record victory or arrive first, you are awarded 25 points. So it's a, it's a, for me, it's a battle between. Francisco Banaya as well as George Martin. When I come back next week, definitely we will know who is the champion mm. of this wonderful motorsport. As in, in F1 motor racing, we are still going to talk about them. Max Verstappen, mm. he was the champion, but uh, uh, trying to completely wrap up the season well. So when I when I take the, t- the 25 points and take do some bit of comparison there, uh, I realize that the Francisco Banaya will definitely finish on 462 points, and then uh, 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 George Martin on 441 points. But considering who wins this one, but we'll have to wait and see. But uh, it's obvious that Francisco Banaya currently has got an advantage. Mm. So Marco Bezeki definitely, as he seated on 326, and you look at Brad Binder, our very own South African, on 268, he won't be able to reach that uh, points deficit stretched by Marco Bezeki. So for me, it's a battle between number one and number two. Definitely number three is Marco Bezeki. So with Jose Martin and Francisco Banaya, Jose Martin must just pray that Francisco Banaya doesn't collect a, a doesn't appear on the podium because mm-hmm. if he wants to appear second or third, he will still remain as the winner. So, but when I come back, I'll bring the feedback. It looks interesting up so far. So we are looking into Valencia MotoGP going into this wonderful weekend. Yeah, yeah. What is the issue, Mudiba, with this, uh, you know, issue of story around the tires uh, that we saw George uh, just speak about here, uh, saying that when you look at it, really he didn't have a great start uh, because yeah. there was an issue with uh, the tire uh, that was like a stone, uh, and he's saying that also just messed him up in this particular regard. What is your understanding of the story around the tires? I think maybe it that must have been the anxiety of the fact that uh, he's feeling the pressure, the pressure mm-hmm. to compete, the pressure to win this wonderful uh, uh, motorsport as he is going down to the wire. So, but in terms of the tire, I think that's where the pressure comes in. So, mm-hmm. you must just manage those tires because you, if you are unable to manage them, definitely you won't be able to win. So that's the case that we see, we saw with him having performed poorly. So going forward, you must just maintain those tires and let's see how it's uh, fed up in this wonderful Valencia MotoGP. 
GP taking place as on, as on mm. today, practice match, and then the, the big one, the MotoGP on Sunday. Let's go into that. Let's go into uh, the Valencia Motor Grand Prix and look at what to expect here. Uh, the, the main question or the prediction being who will be crowned the motorsport champion uh, when you look at how the games have been going in this particular regard. Uh, looking at how the 2023 Motor Grand Prix World Championship can be won there in, in Valencia. What, what is your reading? Uh, how are you seeing this particular uh, Grand Prix playing out and really looking into uh, the, the World uh, Championship in, in this space? For me, uh, I think I'll give it to Francesco Banaya. Judging from mm-hmm. how he's got 437 points, comparing it with George Martin, 416, which means he's got a 21 points gap. So any uh, points, 10 points or 15 points that will accumulate, definitely because they are playing for 25 points. I don't see George Martin breaking that record mm-hmm. unless he finished within uh, outside the podium at around number 10 or 11. That's where he can win the the the, 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 the title, the race as well, George Martin. But he needs he needs a miracle to to grab a victory here. So for me, I'll give it to Francisco Bana. He's got a huge advantage going into this wonderful Valencia MotoGP this mm. upcoming weekend. It's down to the wire. Uh, really, when you look at it, it's really, really down to the wire. Uh, but we see that uh, Banaya also last year coming out victorious here, uh, beating Fabio Quattararo in this particular uh, space. So meaning that he's got an experience and an advantage here, uh, looking at how then he's coming back uh, to claim this particular title. Indeed, he says that the problem is that they lack consistency. So mm. you always come across the different winners. Speaking of Fabio Casararo, we saw him and Enya Bastianini. We saw them winning previously weeks ago, but when they came back from different MotoGP races, they they were not appearing even within the podium. That's the downfall of them: lack of consistency. With Francisco Banaya, at least he tried his best because majority of the races he was appearing on the podium alongside George Martin. So I think in terms of the anxiety that I spoke. About, about. That's how one of them finished outside the, the podium, which is George Martin, at arriving at him because of the test that we spoke about. So going forward, they must just work on that. So yeah, let's see going forward. Yeah, that was motorsport. And I believe next year, I mean, I mean next week, uh, when you come back, Modiba, you'll be giving us mm. the results. And here uh, we'll be seeing indeed if your prediction around uh, Benaya here, if we'll see him really coming out uh, victorious in this particular regard. But let's uh, keep uh, to the theme of uh, motos. Uh, but move to the F1 uh, motor racing. Let's reflect back, Mudiba, on the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Uh, just get feedback around Max Verstappen here and how he's performed here, looking at the level of the title here, uh, looking at also what we're seeing around the retired Sebastian Vettel. Uh, what happened here in the F1 motor racing uh, in, in, there in Las Vegas? It was just interesting because it was a battle between Max Verstappen as well as Charles Leclerc. If you can remember very well, Charles Leclerc did well in the uh, motor sprint. So when he came back in, the, in this wonderful uh, F1 MotoGP, the uh, F1 Grand Prix, I should say. So he managed to finish second, arrive second. Although in the middle of the street, uh, they were just uh, passing one another, with, uh, especially during lap 16 with uh, Max Verstappen there. So as he overtook Max Verstappen, Max Verstappen later on made sure that he applied his experience when it comes to uh, final uh, motor grand prix and that's how he overtook them and finished the the race in style so it was so interesting as he arrived within 20.070 seconds there so uh, just that like this time he dropped following that wonderful uh, uh, sprint race so also we saw Sergio Perez this time around arriving on the podium as well I think uh, some bit of improvement although the Eastern falls throughout the entire season lack of consistency so but uh, in terms of the points, so I realized that the Max first 
Verstappen is seated on 549 points, mm-hmm. followed by his teammate Sergio Perez on 273 points, and then also Lewis Hamilton. As we know, um, as Verstappen, he was he just leveled the history between him and the retired Sebastian Vettel on mm-hmm. 53 mm-hmm. points. And looking at the last race of the season as it's taking place, also this wonderful uh, weekend concurrently with the motorsport. So we are in the Abu Dhabi motor. I should say Grand Prix there. So let's see if we will be able to break that record set up by Sebastian Vettel because he keeps rewriting history every week. So it's so good with Max Verstappen. But currently, mm-hmm. it's a second. Uh, for me, uh, with the 25 points that are left, I don't see uh, uh, Lewis Hamilton uh, overtaking Sergio Perez at the second spot. Currently, Sergio Perez is seated on 273 points and he's seated on 232 points. And if both were to collect the victory, you can see that he, he won't be able to do to overtake uh, Sergio Perez at second spot. So very interesting for me as they've done well throughout the whole season Red Bull, obtaining to 822 points in the entire season. So it looks interesting for me. Max Verstappen is just the champion. He's just continue o- o- overwriting history there. So it's so good for him because of he was just consistent and having the season of his life. So let's see when I come back, I'll also bring the feedback of this wonderful Abu Dhabi as we close the curtains of the F1 motor racing. Yeah, no, most definitely uh, let's just wait and see how things uh, pan out in this particular regard. We're hearing him saying uh, Viva Las Vegas, you know, in in, <laughs> in, 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 in the end there. Uh, even after we're hearing that he was a heavy critic of uh, this Las Vegas Grand Prix uh, going into uh, these games, Max Verstappen, but what were his concerns? Do you know? I think he, maybe he was feeling the pressure of the fact that even last year he won this wonderful Las Vegas title. So mm. in, in other words, he was just defending the title. So whenever he said that Viva Las Vegas, he reminded me of uh, some of the sports that we used to watch <laughs> wrestling, for example. But then, yeah, it was so good for him to, to do so well and then uh, wrap up the season in style with just one game left. Yeah, no, uh, that that was uh, amazing of him. And uh, I mean, congratulations are in order uh, for him uh, really pushing through uh, to join uh, the one all-time winners list uh, in this particular regard. Uh, that is a milestone and a half, uh, looking also at the fact that he's, he's so young uh, for him to be pushing through and breaking boundaries uh, like this. So uh, we see him really, really uh, ensuring that he keeps up uh, with uh, that uh, particular pace uh, that we saw him just the momentum that he started with uh, throughout the year where these games are concerned. I mean, it's also uh, now a move to uh, the final race of the season there in Abu Dhabi. Uh, really, we're looking through to uh, break the record here. And another question really being, uh, who will finish a second from the battle between Sergio Perez and Lewis Hamilton here uh, to redeem themselves? Uh, what, what has been uh, your reading? I mean, you gave us a breakdown of those points in this regard to say that uh, we see Perez at 270 three points and Lewis Hamilton yeah. as well uh, just uh, just uh, down from uh, what we we seeing from Max Verstappen's 549 uh, so when you look at uh, this pair uh, what what are their fate uh, how how are you actually seeing uh, them uh, come out because already it's it's clear with uh, Max Verstappen but uh, the question then remains uh, with the this two uh, especially when you look at uh, the final showdown 
Uh, for me, uh, I'll give it to Sergio Perez. If you can mm-hmm. take in terms of the points, he seated on 273 points, and then Lewis Hamilton on 232. And yes, I said it mm-hmm. that uh, when one of them collects a victory, so 25 points definitely will be awarded. So you can see that even if we, Lewis Hamilton was to win this wonderful race, he won't be able to reach 273 points. So it's clear Red Bull was just dominant. Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez for me. So very mm-hmm. interesting. Although Lewis Hamilton, he will finish third in this one. So yeah, just, just a good way of finishing the season i see man let's move to tennis uh Mudiba. As, as we move you know inching closer to two o'clock uh, the results from the uh, nito atp those semi-finals to the finals as well i mean uh, before uh, really when we look at uh, the performance of novak Djokovic here the defending champion hosting uh, carlos alcaraz and the other semi-final matches also uh, that we saw uh, playing out in these particular uh, games let's look at the atp finals it was just interesting where we saw Yannick Sina played with Daniel Medvedev in the first semi-finals, mm-hmm. where Yannick Sina surprised Daniel Medvedev there on, on three sets, but he lost the second set 6-7, but won the first set 6-3 as well as 6-1. And then we saw Novak Djokovic, that is the final before final here, Gatlero, up against Carlos Alcaraz. That is the battle between father and son. As you know, he's 36 mm-hmm. years, Novak Djokovic, and Carlos Alcaraz is 20 years old. But mm-hmm. on the day, he just shambled to Carlos Alcaraz there, 6-3 and 6-2. So for him to progress to the final, it was very interesting. And then he was going to meet Yannick Sina. And if you can remember very well, Yannick Sina surprised Novak Djokovic during the round robin there. Uh, and surprisingly, uh, Novak Djokovic was looking forward to avenge. And this time around, he managed to win the two uh, sets uh, convincingly. So 6-2 as well as 6-3. It was just a good victory for him as he obtained his seventh ATP victory this wonderful season. As he's currently seated on 98 titles himself. So what a season he's had there with 24 Grand Slams so the entire season. So with that, it's a very well done to Novak Djokovic. He did so well for himself. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, I suspect that more is still to come uh, from him. Uh, and I like that, that whole father and son uh, analogy <laughs> that you gave there. Uh, so it's very interesting to see the developments are coming out of uh, this particular sporting field tennis. Netball, Mudiba, uh, the Netball Proteus squad. Uh, really, when you look at it, there was uh, that squad that uh, that's announced in this particular regard. Uh, the Proteus squad that will take on England in a three-match test series in Manchester and Nottingham yeah. next month. Give us a sense of what's happening in the games of netball. As you rightfully said, the three test series and it took, took place on the 5th of this wonderful mm. December uh, as well as the 9th as well as the 10th with the Manchester first venue there to play on the 5th as well as the, on the 9th the Nottingham as well as the 10th there's the two venues also that will be playing so and the squad was announced earlier yesterday by a very mm-hmm. own outcome Cape coach so which means the, the country is looking for another new coach you know my plan I think after this which he might return back home in Australia there so there's Kanyisa Chawane Kamukhalo Masako we saw her in that three tour against Australia as mm-hmm. we struggled and we said that they are hood there we also saw with Dimano Matroko uh, making a debut and given an opportunity also by the very same coach Nama Plamba there. There's Pumza Maweni, there's Pongi Wamsomi, Owetungubane, Refilion Geta, Kala Pretorias, Lifebe Riedemann, Anere Tiff, Nicola Smith, Yanchi Stradium, Nicole Daliat, Rolin Stritter, 
as well as in the Marathon area. Those players will definitely participate in the, that match against England. And I watched it the head-to-head there when I realized that we've met 54 times and England have won 41 times if we only won 13 times. Mm. So we've never played a draw amongst us. So And we've also played against them in this wonderful uh, uh, first five that took place last week there. Uh, we lost 37-26, so it doesn't look good. So I think we can see that in terms of the head-to-head, they do have an upper hand. But hopefully, I think tactically, we must just get things right to overcome them. So uh, let's wait and see. But even tomorrow, I should say next weekend, when I come big, mm-hmm. when I come in, I'll definitely repeat the lineup and also remind the listeners of the fixtures to look ahead. Yeah, it's very interesting. Let's police here. Yeah, no, netball is here and, and we're seeing uh, just our team, our ladies as determined more than ever uh, to not have a repeat of what we saw uh, just under three weeks ago uh, where, uh, you know, England came out victorious against us here as South Africa where the games are concerned. But also uh, we're seeing a positivity coming out of uh, the president here, Cecilia Molokwane, uh, who's talking about ensuring that really we get the best out of uh, the teams that are ranked above us uh, when we attend to compete with them in this uh, particular regard uh, saying that one uh, being that we can engage how far or close we are in terms of being the best uh, in terms of uh, the games that we see play out in this regard saying that this will help also in improving the points on the table and pushing up uh, to the top four where uh, the ambitions here of the ladies are, are concerned would you say that our session is right and uh, really uh, we see her still optimistic uh, even when we lost against England just under three weeks ago Indeed, yeah, we need such tough matches against big opponents like England. Uh, as we finish with Australia, also we should, we can also play against Jamaica because Jamaica also is a tough opponent for for us there. So I think in that, in such instances, mm-hmm. it will help us build going into some of the quad series that will be taking place in January. So yeah, it's a good way of preparing mm-hmm. our things. And by the way, uh, if I can remind the listeners that we before this wonderful uh, three series that will be playing on the side of December, uh, the very same ladies would protest will play against. Scotland in a practice match. I think those practice match will definitely give Noma Plamba uh, to try a different combination ahead of this wonderful three series matches. So let's wait and see going forward. Let's move and change tech, Mudiba, now and go into the games of football and look at what uh, has uh, come out uh, out of this particular space. It's a space on the move. Uh, there's always something happening here. Uh, PSL, uh, we are spoiled for choice. Uh, we are spoiled for choice in terms of uh, what we saw also come out of Bafana, Bafana, where the uh, 2026 World Cup qualifiers are concerned. Uh, really, there's a lot of us to unpack where uh, this particular sporting code is concerned. Let, let's start uh, then, Mudiba. Uh, with Bafana Bafana, we touched a bit uh, on what came out of Rwanda in terms of the pitch here. Uh, but let's look and reflect back from uh, really their 2026 World Cup qualifier here, uh, their match there against Benin and Rwanda. It was a good game of football when I watched that game at the Moses Mapida, where South Africa were dominant in terms of the ball position, but they, they were just not clinical in terms of some, some of the half chances that they created. So we saw uh, Pesitaou scoring as early as the third minute, and then also uh, Kulisomo Daouz scoring in the last minute of the first half there in reference optional time to uh, from the loose ball there in some of the six and seven uh, defensive errors there by Benin, but they came back as Pesitaou made an error there, passing the opponent, and they capitalized from across there. 
there where we saw that captain there, Stephen Moon there scoring the only goal of the match. But as the game ended 2-1, Pesitao, he was also the man of the match as he, he was uh, selected as the players who, player who played so well in that match. So, but then uh, it was just a moral confidence boost going to play Rwanda as we spoke about uh, during that uh, uh, rugby that uh, uh, in that game against Rwanda, there was just some waterlogged pitch there. It was uh, just unplayable for me. I think the, the, the match commissioners, they, they forced the situation, but uh, on the day, uh, Rwanda defeated us 2-0. I think our defense defenders, they made an error. Ngosinati Spisi, as well as Kurisomu Daude, some socialists defending, they could have done better there. So, but we tried our best. Uh, it doesn't to be on the day as Rwanda grabbed the, the, the three points. And also, uh, you look into the terms of that group, we are rooted in Group C, where they are rooted first on four points are the Rwandas, and then followed by us on three points, Nigeria on two points as they've played the two draws so far, the Soto on two points, as well as Zimbabwe, and then the number six, we've got Benin on one point. Very interesting. I think the, the battle is still open, more matches to play next year in June. Let's wait and see. We just need to make sure that we, we collect as many points as possible. We, we don't want the situation whereby we need calculators. Uh, a certain team, Nigeria must be Lesotho or Lesotho Zimbabwe. We don't need such instances. We just must just grab the points and move on as we, so that we can qualify going forward. So our next journey this time around will be focusing on the AFCON. As we know, we have qualified for AFCON uh, that is taking place in January at Ivory Coast. Very interesting. Yeah. And also then when you look at it, Modiba, uh, we really need to ensure that we go into this uh, in a sober mind, uh, really uh, physically and uh, emotionally just prepared, uh, looking at what has been happening over time. Also uh, looking at the fact that uh, we undermined Rwanda. Uh, I think what I'm picking up here is that we undermined Rwanda. Uh, we didn't see that 2 nil defeat uh, just uh, coming there uh, because also when you look at the rankings, they are lower down there uh, in terms of the rankings and we didn't expect them to thresh us out uh, the way that they did. Hence, then we tend to uh, talk about the peach and uh, look at all of these other things uh, that uh, then uh, would have played or made some sort of an influence or influenced how the game uh, would go out in this particular regard. I think we're overconfident, especially mm-hmm. coming from the victory against Benin. So we felt even against Randa, we're going to collect the victory. And by the way, we are playing, we are going to play Randa 12 matches unbeaten. But uh, in that regard, uh, our 12 run unbeaten run came to an end. So uh, Hugo Bruce had to taste the uh, defeat there. So I think uh, we just need to go, to go back to the dream board and reshuffle things. So it's just that at some point, uh, even our strikers did not come to the party. Uh, you look at the likes of Evidence Mahopa mm-hmm. and then. Uh, uh, Sakele Basa has been off form, but they're not scoring goals. And there's been some criticism as to why certain players, or, or should I say strikers, or middle-field camp strikers were not called from Reyners from Stellenbosch, as well as Kanyesa Mayo. Those are the aspects that our coach needs to look into going into the AFCON uh, 2024. Yeah, no, uh, let's just wait and see how things fare in this particular regard. The coach here, Hugo Bruce, was not impressed at all uh, just uh, with what came out there. Hence, then we tend to see uh, just, uh, you know, and we hear uh, that he's one person that uh, would stay even after uh, the games and, uh, you know, for the post-interaction and everything else like that. But uh, during that game, he just went straight uh, to, uh, you know, the, the change 
change rooms. And also there were concerns that uh, even the traveling, uh, they traveled, they got there, they got off a flight, had to take a bus for three hours and the likes. <laughs> and he was just not happy and not pleased and saying that maybe going forward, if we are to take matches of qualifiers of the World Cups and the likes a serious, uh, we need to change the way that we do things and respect the clubs uh, that would then play here. Uh, because one of the reasons that why they were not in, in the best form, I guess, is because they were restless, they were tired uh, from the whole traveling. It just doesn't work. Indeed, and it's just uh, two days where we played on Saturday and then on Tuesday we get to play another game. I think also fatigue also is another factor there. So, But uh, by the looks of things, judging from how I interpret what you just said, I think he hates Lucy. He's a coach who believes in winning. So as mm. even this record proves it that he's been 12 matches unbeaten, but finally as he tasted that defeat, so it was over. So mm. let's wait and see. Uh, uh, going into AFCON. So those are some of the matches that we need to take them serious. Yeah, no, uh, we'll tend to wait and see how then the next round of these qualifiers uh, tend to go uh, next year. Uh, Nigeria, Zimbabwe, Lesotho, like you mentioned there, yeah. uh, this group uh, will give us a sense of how then uh, we tend to see them faring in this particular uh, regard. I want us to move then, Budiba, here and look at uh, the DSTV Premiership fixtures ahead of the weekend. We know that it's a big weekend uh, there uh, in Soweto, uh, where Sowetans are concerned. Uh, the uh, Dobsonville Stadium uh, really will be a hive of activity where we'll see that Soweto Derby, Morocco Swallows and Kaiser Chiefs uh, taking to uh, the pitch at the weekend. Steve Compella against his former team here, uh, Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, give us a sense of the uh, you know, the fixtures and let, let's go into uh, what, what lies ahead uh, where this particular derby is concerned. Indeed, and the first match of the day tomorrow on Saturday is Amazulu up against Stellenbosch. Mm-hmm. Let's see if Steve Parker will be able to continue where he left off. Pablo Franco Martin, as he won the two matches against Golden Arrows, 3-1 and 3-0. They were hit tricks there in the Calibric Label Cup and League. So, very interesting one to look forward to. And then there's Richards Bay up against Orlando Pirates. So, at King's Origin Stadium, I think Orlando Pirates will be looking to, uh, uh, how can I put this one, avenge the defeat that they suffered against mm-hmm. the Richards Bay in the Calibric Label. Remember when they lost on penalties there. It wasn't good to the fans of Orlando Pirates. As you know, they were cup specialists, but they get to taste a defeat in that cup final, uh, should I say, last 16 uh, go, uh, quarterfinals, in fact. So let's wait and see, because last season Pirates won 2-0 at the very same venue in the cross-bending fixture. And then Krypton Spurs, as you know, they announced uh, Ernst Middendorp as their head coach. He will be hosting struggling Royal AM. I think that Mama's Joyce team is not doing well, as he spoke about uh, there earlier. So they are playing at the uh, Athlon Stadium there. So very interesting to see if we'll uh, come out victorious in this wonderful encounter. So on Sunday, as we spoke about the derby, there's mm-hmm. Steve Compella up against his former team, Kaiser mm-hmm. Chiefs. Mm-hmm. There's also at Danielak Bay, the goalkeeper of Solos, the former Kaiser Chiefs goalkeeper as well, up against his former team. There's mm-hmm. also Dumisani Zuma as well, who played for Kaiser Chiefs before, but most of the time I, I normally see him on the bench. But you look at Solos, they've got the likes of Andine Jali, Plakisanem Tetra, uh, Kinen Phillips, uh, Kigen Allen, those young players who are keeping of playing in Takomakubela, very confident. Tofatomabasa, mm. who also, as I thought, Hugo Bruce should have called him because he's among the top goal scorers with Bradley Robla at the top with six goals. So, Kaiser Chiefs as well, they're not doing well. Remember, they lost the Soweto Derby 1 nil, so they will be looking to turn the corner. And last season, if I can take you back, the Kaiser Chiefs won this wonderful match 2 1 before they lost the second run to 2 1 again to the very same Swallows. Mm. So, it's going to be interesting, but uh, uh, I think yeah. they must just turn the corner at Kaiser Chiefs there. So, TSK 
Galaxy will host Polokwane City. By the way, Polokwane City, they just uh, parted with, with their coach, Lionel Sema, whom has been announced as the Skokun United head coach this this midweek that we came from. And mm-hmm. then let's wait and see, because even the assistant coach also resigned, the giant and Kenley Chaser. It's going to be an interesting match to look forward to. Chase uh, Galaxy, they haven't been doing well as well. They lost two matches against Solos and Supersport 3-2. I remember Solos 1-0 there. It's not looking good for Seattle Ramovich. He needs to start getting uh, victories there. Golden Arrows up against Cape Town City. Uh, the two teams met in the Kalim Black Label Cup where Eros won 3-1 and currently Mabuli Kanyeza is starting to crack. So maybe this international break might, might have helped him to, 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 to recover from those uh, uh, how can I put this one? Three back-to-back defeats there. Then Cape Town City will be looking for, uh, for revenge. You know, Eric Pinter has been doing well. He's just won all five matches on the trot. So if he was to get a victory here because Mamelodi Sundowns are, are not playing, they'll definitely go top of the lock for the first time. We'll have to wait and see on this mm-hmm. one. And then on Tuesday, there's Cape Town Spurs and Smilian Dorop up against Steve Parker, the Stalin Bosch there. So on Wednesday, it's a Pretoria derby. Super Sport United, they will host Mamelodi Sundowns. So very interesting because I also heard that they are dedicating this wonderful match to the deceased goalkeeper, the uh, George Chukova, who passed away because of a uh, heart attack. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So when I come back, I'll bring all the results uh, and look ahead into the next upcoming weekend, which will be the Kalim Black Label Cup. Mm. Do we see as much noise <laughs> with other derbies yeah. like we see with Soweto, the Soweto derby? It looks like the Soweto derby is the main derby. I mean, you've just mentioned uh, the Tswane derby or the Pretoria derby. Yeah. And I mean, it was just, uh, it was, it didn't really, really immediately register, right? And I remember the yeah. other time we're speaking about the Polokwane derby as well. Uh, I think we spoke about <laughs> what is happening. Yeah, it, yeah it, it didn't register. I think we also need to do better in, in punting uh, all of these other derbies as well and I see all of our, uh, our supporters as well uh, go out in their numbers and make as much noise uh, as uh, what we see uh, happen and people yeah. really attend and the likes uh, when the Soweto derby uh, would tend to happen in this regard but let's wait and see uh, what would come out of the uh, bad boys uh, this being Swallows against uh, Kaiser Chiefs in this, in this particular regard a lot of people saying that uh, there's a point to prove here uh, Steve Compella will have to uh, prove a point here of of how much he's grown uh, since his departure uh, from Kaiser Chiefs and also uh, looking at the fact that Chiefs, uh, they've had their own issues as well, uh, looking at yeah. how they've already, uh, they're on their second coach of the season as we speak right now, they've sacked Mulifi Nzeki uh, four months into their job, replacing him with uh, Kevin Johnson on an interim basis uh, so there's a lot happening uh, where uh, that particular team is concerned uh, but how, how are you seeing it uh, come out? Uh, who, who do you see uh, coming out of victorious because uh, there are also talks here uh, that when you look at uh, what is happening here this will also give us a sense of uh, where these two teams will finish on the standings uh, when next year where the end of year the year is concerned around uh, the lock I like that part that you stated about the two coaches. So mm. there's a rumor that is saying that Kaiser Chiefs are looking for a coach. So possibly next week or a week after, they'll definitely announce the new coach. So I don't mm. know if he'll work hand-to-hand with Kevin Johnson because with Kevin Johnson, we've seen him already losing two matches and only winning one match. So it's very interesting there. So I think it might be a tight one nil. So I'll give it to Kaiser Chiefs on this one. Oh, nice. Uh, let's, let's wait and see. Uh, our time is just uh, at the top of two, but I want us to quickly go into uh, the Motsipa Foundation fixtures. Uh, let's see what uh, we can expect where those fixtures are concerned, uh, where the weekend is concerned as well, so we can uh, set ourselves up uh, nicely uh, in terms of putting this on our agenda. 
Yes, yeah, so there's a game taking place today in the afternoon. Obit College will host JDR Stars, as you know, they're at the top of the lock there, Obit College. And there's Hungry Lions up against Milford FC. Uh, both matches kickstart at half past three. And then tomorrow on Saturday, there's Black Leopards up against Marumo Gallions and Limpopo Derby there. There's Platinum Rovers up against Appleton City, both at 3.30. And then Marispec United up against Pretoria Callis late in the evening at half past seven. And on Sunday, there's Barroca FC up against La Masia. And then Makisi FC will host Kazakh Stars. Lastly, Pretoria University up against the Vendor Football Academy. Yeah, no, let's wait and see. Uh, and, and yeah, uh, we'll, we'll really, really, uh, when you look at it, ensure that uh, we position everyone uh, uh, for, uh, and uh, we're hoping that we've positioned everyone for the weekend in terms of the agenda and those fixtures and the games that we really can expect in this particular regard. Mudiba, I want us to leave it here for this morning, man. Thank you very much for uh, giving us your time. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Please be safe. Uh, let's do it again next week. Much appreciated. And then to the EPL side, this big game, Man City up against Liverpool, mm, the mm. tomorrow. So I'll bring the feedback of all the EPL results. And then also let me congratulate the Sundowns ladies, Barake Banyanaba Staili. Oh, just yeah. Yes, putting club Casablanca by three goals to Nene, the Fugitola mm. like, Gala scoring the two goals. And Wutumala Rabali, she was also, Fugitola Gala awarded the top goal scorer award, Wutumala Rabali as the player of the tournament, Andile Ramini, uh, as she was awarded the goalkeeper of the tournament. And uh, by the way, we had to We'll talk more next weekend. This release has just announced the squad, but due to time straight, come constraints will uh, unpack everything when they come back. So there's a lot of news taking place. We also heard that Temingo's Lodge was given a fine there. So we'll dissect everything when they come back next week. So with that, yeah, it's a very good, good morning to you, Katlero, and to the listeners and the team behind the scenes and as well. So uh, this was Sports Rep. I am Mudiba Johannes. Let's talk more next week, Friday. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.